0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: And a very warm welcome to this edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike luby Lubitz. Happy to have you with us for our podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And it's great to be with you, especially after yesterday's show. Where we had issued warnings that had not been seen in this level of severity since C. Everett Koop was a surgeon general, and he was telling you that smoking was not necessarily going to be good for your health long term, right? And then right after that would come Joe Theismann selling some kind of health insurance policy for those already (laughs) afflicted with lung cancer. Hey, it's Joe here. (laughs) Because you knew you were going to die if you went ahead and did this. And so uh, we were sending out all kinds of uh, warning salvos, Luby, about uh, the first dreadful nature of the way that this game was going to be contested. Uh, which took place last night between, and this is our hometown team. We, we originate from South Florida here. And yes, sir. We've been talking about how miserable this Miami Dolphins team is all season long and how perplexing it is that they could be buried in this position after this much time in a rebuilding mode when the process was turned on two and a half <laughs> years ago and they had clean... The entire house out. Nobody was around. Heads were rolling down the training facility uh, offices there uh, like it was Don Carter Lane's in uh, Kendall, Florida. <laughs> Don was great, man. He had that crooked elbow. <laughs> and we're telling you they have no shot in this game against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's seven points. Uh, you could lay 70 points in this game, and yep. you would probably still be in there in a shot. Unless John Harbaugh, who is also inclined. I mean, one thing about John Harbaugh that's great, preseason – And I believe uh, I don't know what all the conditions were, the parameters that were surrounding this thing, because, you know, you have to qualify all uh, wagering trends like he's nine and (laughs) oh against the spread at Hard Rock Stadium in a Thursday night game when they played an Eastern Conference team the previous week and lost by less than six points under a full moon with King Tides in existence. Exactly. But there was a trend there where somehow John Harbaugh was 9-0 and against the Dolphins against the point spread. And we know that John Harbaugh is the one guy, if you were going to put any validity into betting preseason games, that John Harbaugh is a phenom against the point spread there. So we know this about John Harbaugh. Yes. He's probably sending it in himself. <laughs> yeah, that's too but good a record. At least it's <laughs> on his own team. It's only a matter of time, though, Louie. I mean, it, Aren't you waiting for Michelle Tafoya, you know, when they have that innocuous two-question interview as the guy's leaving the field at halftime, and the two questions usually are, uh, hey, coach, uh, you're down six, uh, you know, you're, you're giving up uh, seven yards of carry on the run. Uh, what, what are you going to have to do differently in the second half here? <laughs> uh. The guy goes, well, you know what, we're going to have to really bear down and stop the run there. That's seven yards. Uh, that's a disturbing number here, so I'm going to have to get after the guys there, and not, you know what, I'm going to pull the defensive coordinator sign and personally slap him <laughs> like the Bitched than he is. I mean, exactly, I don't mean to imply. Exactly. I mean, all of a sudden we're recommending sexual assault. I, 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 I don't mean to imply that for a second. But, cook. but you get the picture, right, people, yes. and uh, you, you understand. And, and it's only a matter of time, though, uh, before Tafoya says, uh, "Hey, look, you're uh, down six here. Uh, you know, if you fall back by thirteen, are you going to do anything to cover the spread? Because it looks like
1: <laughs> the game will be out of reach. That's
0: especially if it's late in the fourth quarter. What are you going to do about that, John Harbaugh?
1: I'm waiting for that day where they, like you talked about the other day, the coaches actually handicap. That would be the great. Moment when the reporter asks about the spread. Has to. I
0: mean, it's only a matter of time because Goodell is leaning in that direction. All of the uh, people that used to never mention point spreads on TV, now they're giving, like, totals uh, that they think a team will win by. Yep. Even the guys that are – and that's kind of a stupid thing that Fox does where the three guys are on some kind of makeshift uh, piece of AstroTurf with lines on it, and there's a screen. Why why are they there? Why is (laughs) – why why is Menifee and yeah, they, uh, what do they have? They have uh Olson Greg Olson, a former hurricane yeah, yeah, tight end. Yeah. And uh who else? Michael Vick was involved was uh, involved. now he, he has gotten past the level of disgrace that was associated with him a long time ago and turned into a, a good guy, supposedly, right? Uh, yes. Michael Vick? All right, I'll give him a pass a roo on that, although uh, being a dog lover, yeah, let's exactly. Face it, that's not an easy one, I mean, uh, to let go of. But uh, and uh, they have um You know, all of their guys out there, and now they're giving a game out uh, with, like, uh, yeah, I like the Ravens uh, laying 14. They're going to win this by 14 (laughs) points or more. It's like, what are you
1: doing? They never used to take a stab (laughs) at that.
0: So anyway, all the uh, trends, all the indicators were that this game was going to be a joke, that if you were going to put any money on the game whatsoever, it was going to go in on the Baltimore Ravens, laying, uh, I think the game won off, uh, Jersey Kyle, our friend, was telling us uh, it was eight and a hook. It was eight and a hook to nine, I think. Wow, I I mean, it was seven uh, like the day before, so uh, people realized, and they were buying these themes. I, I love the themes that are presented. Do you think that's just propaganda is being influenced somehow by the uh, same Russian crew that uh, wanted Trump in office? <laughs> <laughs> where, where they feed you the stuff like uh, that? Lamar Jackson, who was who a guy that uh, grew up playing what in West Palm Beach? Is that where you? Pompano,
1: Pompano, Pompano, Pompano Beach is. Pompano to Deerfield okay, in that so area. My yeah.
0: hometown there. And, yes, sir. Uh, was a high school phenom and Man. then uh, went on to Louisville. Uh, did he win a Heisman Trophy? Yes, he, he won, won Louisville's Heisman? first Heisman. Okay, Uh, there was some question like there is with all of these kind of, uh, you know, scat running uh, quarterbacks uh, that don't necessarily have the huge cannon of an arm, whether or not they're going to make it. Uh, Kyler Murray comes under this kind of heading. Russell uh, Wilson, uh, you know, also uh, was Was an uh, original. I I think he was kind of, uh, you know, an afterthought because he was taken in the third round. But when you're taking one of these guys in the first round, uh, they better be able to, uh, you know, do everything. Uh, You know, that uh, you you think they're capable of uh, and have seen on the college level. Although uh, with Tua, (laughs) our guy here, uh, Tua Tango Bailoa, who came to the rescue last night. He did. You you know, you didn't see those same characteristics surfacing as a pro. In fact, if anything, the only thing that really was a constant with him was the concept that he might have been injury prone. Yeah, and we're seeing that every week now. But we we couldn't have painted a bigger horror picture, could we, uh, Mike? Oh, no. uh, About what was going to happen in this game, and uh, it was going to happen, it was going to look ugly for the Miami Dolphins. In fact, uh, when I saw them come out of the tunnel and they had the lights out, my first instinct was to think, why don't they just leave the lights
1: out? Because <laughs> the only chance. That's the best chance for the only The only chance the Dolphins had to win this game was if uh,
0: it was played in the dark,
1: right? That's great. <laughs> See, that's the thing is we talked so much crap about Greer and Flores. And the thing is, and on our daily show today, you guys talked about it with Mayo. And he wasn't wrong. Like, the defense was supposed to have gotten to a point where it was going to be elite. This year, it's been top 10 the last few years. It's supposed to be a top-five defense, and it's been horrible. It has not been a good defense this no. year. Last night was the last, supposed I guess, nine quarters or something, eight quarters. They're playing really well. And last night they played tremendous. And Tua came in and played smart, didn't really turn it over, didn't go down the field still. But they played sound football the way we thought they'd play all year long. We haven't really seen that from them this season.
0: No, and I don't expect to see it ever again, exactly. I really, in exactly. my lifetime. Just like I don't ever <laughs> expect to see a real franchise quarterback here, oh, even if God. they trade everything that they have. <laughs> and sacrifice a piece of the franchise and give that to whoever owns the uh, Houston Texans uh, to try and get Deshaun Watson, who will uh, then be uh, in court for the next... uh, Exactly. Where will he spend more time, in court or on the field? I guess that (laughs) was going on when Kobe Bryant was in that jackpot with the sexual assault. Colorado. And uh, he would be in court for like three seconds, and the judge would go, "What? Well, what do you think? Should I lay 12 with the Lakers tonight? <laughs> All right, Kobe. Whoosh. And then Kobe's on a private jet there, and he flies right in at halftime. All of a sudden, he goes off for 40 in the second half, and they, <laughs> they covered the point spread. But um, a- anyway, no, that was a shocker, a- and I would imagine it shook up the world uh, of the gamblers and degenerates.
1: That should have been, you talk about survivor pools, you would think that would have been an all-ravens. Who, who's alive, though, in a survivor
0: pool where know. you <laughs> pick one team with no point spread, but you can't use the same team again? Again, but who's alive in week number – this is the beginning of week nine, is it not?
1: Talking about Survivor Pools, a guy that we love, and he's like Mr. Degenerate Gambler. He does the craziest bets. I saw the one and only Alex Oufreen last night. And speaking of Survivor Pools, he's usually really good. Last year he got to, like, the final three and one that had, like, a $30,000 uh, win. This year, because of the Bills last last week and because of the Cowboys losing to a Denver team last week, and then the Jets pulled out a shocker last week – those three games ruined a lot of people. He said they're down to, like, 40 people from, like, 4,000 yeah. or something like that.
0: No, it's great, too, and it happens on opening week, uh, which uh, the last time I, I think I participated in one, or uh, one of the last times so it was many years ago, and I, I got involved, and, and everybody uh, took the Miami Dolphins with Jay Fiedler <laughs> at quarterback over the second-year expansion, Houston Texans, who came to uh, what is now Hard Rock Stadium. In the first week of the season. And there might have been 100 people in this pool. I would say 95 of them were just saying, let me survive the first week. Under the auspices of one of our favorite betting theories, which normally would be applicable here and probably be successful in this spot, don't get cute. Exactly. If you're asked to pick a winner, just pick your strongest winner and then don't worry about the strategy of putting this off until the end of the year. You know, I got the Ravens in <laughs> <Exactly>. week 16. <laughs> It's like uh, making reservations at some fancy restaurant 30 years from now. I mean, uh, who knows if you're going to be around. You're you're not going to be alive in week 16 in all likelihood. So why save uh, that kind of game? A lot of people use this strategy. I I always went with the straight up don't get cute. Yep. And it worked for me. I, I I, I was very successful in most of these survivor pools. And that week... We decided, well, here's the move because sometimes you have to go reverse logic and say, (laughs) if everybody is on this game, let me just go pick another game and take a shot and, and hope that by some miracle everybody goes away. Yep, and sure enough, uh, Jay Fiedler, uh, late in the ball game, I happened to be standing on the field, so this was uh, especially glorious for oh me. Oh my God! <laughs> and I was down on the field because it was at the end of the game, and I had a great angle on him throwing an out pattern, uh, and he throws the ball straight into the arms of an awaiting defender, who then takes it easily on a uh, out pattern up the field for a touchdown, and uh, that was it. Buried uh, the Dolphins; they lost straight up. Eliminated like uh, ninety-five people exactly. from hundred people in pool. a pool, and the other five uh, we ended up slugging it out till like week seven before uh, somebody went down, uh, you know, for the final time, and uh, ended up winning that pool. So it was great.
1: See, my favorite is that when you guys do the we're down to three people and it's like twenty grand, then you let's split it. Yeah, I love that because it's like to, I'd rather win the twenty, but you know what? I don't want to lose out on like seven. Like, that's, that's clutch because that's what Sufreen did last year from Lovers is they were down to three people and yeah. it was like 15 grand. They're like, you know what? Let's pay the guy. I guess you pay a fee to the commissioner, I don't know, the people, person who runs it uh, and let's bit like 14. It depends on how greedy that pick is. He's already taken juice at the top, like where you have to put up 110
0: to, you know, have it count as 100 and then he gets a free entry into the pool and then wins the pool somehow mysteriously exactly. because he's making his picks after the fact. Exactly. So, yeah, you can never trust a guy that's running the pool. I mean, and then if you can trust him, uh, you know, to be on the level in terms of the way that the uh, pool is uh, conducted, uh, you can't necessarily guarantee that he's going to be around with the money at the end exactly exactly <laughs> that's especially disheartening My when favorite. you win the thing straight out And uh, the guy, uh, all of a sudden, starts uh, dodging your telephone calls uh, that's running the pool. Um, uh, Yeah, I'll I'll be back next week. (laughs) Back from where? Back. (laughs) Where are you going? Where where the hell did you go? But, uh, yeah, no, a lot of uh, degenerate money uh, went up in smoke last night as uh, people thought the Ravens were a veritable cinch. I mean, imagine, too, I mean, the guy that has the guts, we've been talking about this, to go in, Jets on the money line against Cincinnati. Wow. That was a travesty. Cincinnati, any time a team becomes overwhelmingly popular as the choice, and here last night you had the angle on that Ravens-Dolphins game of Lamar Jackson coming back to his hometown. Yeah. He's on a roll. They have all of these quantifying type of stats now where he's the first guy ever to run for – 600 yards in a season while throwing for 2,000 yards at the midway point of a season that normally would be at the midway point, but it's no longer the case because now there are 17 games in a year, but we're still going to put this stat up even though it has no meaning whatsoever (laughs) and no bearing on the outcome of anybody's life. (laughs) <laughs> but he's supposed to come in here, Luby. Yeah, you love this cliche yeah, with, with the proverbial chip on his shoulder. Yes, sir. Because the Dolphins, and uh, this is the good thing, uh, bypassed him in the first round, and all these other stiffs were taken. And uh, he was there at number 32, uh, desperate for a franchise quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson could have been that. Would have been easily marketable down here, but they didn't believe in the Heisman Trophy winner out of Louisville, Yep. who was putting up phenomenal numbers there in a wild, wide-open offense. Uh, I don't think we wanted that, though. In the Miami organization. Do we want an offense that produces any points?
1: <laughs> you do. They I would don't. like to see some excitement.
0: <laughs> I, I would, you know. But when it was 3-0 at halftime there. Yeah, exactly. Tell me,
1: I thought about you. You weren't looking for a little jar
0: of embalming fluid. Uh,
1: sweetheart, do we still have that in the uh, medicine chest? <laughs> I was like, Diva must be loving this. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you had for Aunt Betty. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, tread
0: lightly. I mean, uh, gambling, as uh, C. Everett Cooper would tell you, like smoke. Smoking can be uh, hazardous to your health. Exactly. Where, where does that leave us, though, uh, on that topic? We, we've been uh, hammering this. I know the people around the country may not, you know, they may have their own team that they worry about that's in this category. But uh, I always hate tanking. I hate the concept. You know that. You've turned me on around to your – I mean, every so season who, who is important. Who does it right? Who, yeah.
1: who does the tanking and it works? Like, especially in football. Like, the Colts tanked and they got Andrew Luck. But even then, within six years, because they never built an offensive line, he retired.
0: Yes, he was out of football within a week. uh, Exactly.
1: (laughs) Like, so the tanking, like, we have the heat down here, and people like me have begged for them to tank, and they spit in my face. They did one
0: year. They did one year, and they rebounded pretty quickly.
1: But they haven't done it since. And outside of uh, the Thunder, who were the Sonics, and it worked out where they drafted three great players in a row, didn't even keep them, tanking doesn't work. You said it. Yeah. If you have the mentality of losing, it seeps into the organization, quote-unquote, culture. Yes. And it doesn't matter who you draft. Like, if you're hoping to lose— They become bad players as soon as you choose them. Yes.
0: And then, uh, you know, you're you're perennially making mistake after mistake because uh, what got you into last place in the first place (laughs) was that your decision-makers are lunatics. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's lose!
0: (laughs) And that they would eventually come around to the idea that, you know what? losing is good and i'll tell you what joe i think we can sell this to our fan base (laughs) here's what we're going (laughs) to tell them that it's all going to be okay
1: the six did it for like seven years (laughs) sports
0: fans have to be the biggest suckers in the world if uh, they buy into uh, any of this but uh, no i i found it to be true and i think if you track this uh, it, it definitely has validity that Uh, organizations that are bad are just consistently bad. Yep. And then they keep making changes and changes and changes, and they keep starting these kind of programs where they're going to start from scratch. And then, unfortunately, unlike us, where where we've started from scratch a zillion times and actually
1: (laughs) raised a gallop here and there,
0: (laughs) these guys never do. But uh, they look great last night. That's the uh, inexplicable nature exactly. of uh, gambling and wagering in <laughs> the National Football League, and that's why, uh, you know, as they say, uh, they send uh, taxi cab for guys who are going to bet games. Uh, you know, and and bet it on the uh, point spread line, and uh, you know if you're going to bet parlays, they send a limousine.
1: <laughs> Please come. <laughs>
0: A lot of bookmakers were probably happy last night, uh, that's for sure. Oh, for uh, sure. You know, and, and in fact, uh, did you see that whole contingent? They had to rope off a special area for all the bookies that were at the International Boat Show <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> about six weeks into the season, and they were okay. all buying yachts. Uh, yeah, of
1: course. <laughs>
0: they're looking at DiCaprio, who is buying, like, some 600-foot job, uh, you know, that uh, is essentially like the Trump Plaza on, uh, you know, floats. On the sea. And, uh, <laughs> and they're going, uh, hey, Leo, that's all you can afford, that dinghy? <laughs>
1: they're mocking it. <laughs> and it's like
0: Lou from the Bronx who's been taking action uh, at some uh, delicatessen uh, uh, that also uh, doubles as a pizzeria and uh, bookmaking joint. Uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz and uh, yes, uh, Jeff DeForest with you. Uh, it's uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, all right, so we have to touch on uh, your favorite game. <laughs> and uh, it's a big game for a lot of people. Uh, our, it used to be. We talked about it uh, the other day. We had our good friend Gene Decker off on our ION channel show. And uh, he... Uh, he said, uh, you know, this is still he, – he made me feel like this was a big game still, you know. But that was from his perspective. Uh, up there in Tallahoochee, there's not a lot going on. No, no. It's hey, Jeb, you got the moonshine?
1: <laughs> it's all Florida State all the time.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm not feeling it from the University of Miami. And even though they won three games in a row, what, what are you sensing? We're here in town, but you're an
1: FSU alum. I'm an FSU guy, and I believe Garden gold, as you know, alum twice over, taught there. My dad alum. Um, it, I think it's because both these teams have been so eh, and we've talked a lot about this lately on our show on ION channel, you can check us out, of course, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9, uh, watch us and listen to us, and we'll give you out how, how you find that out later on, um, but both these teams have been up and down, the Canes, Started out pretty strong. Then they had that Michigan State game where they were like, ugh. Then the Virginia game where they were, ugh. And the North Carolina game where they were, ugh. And they came down to the stretch, and they had a chance to win both of those games, and Manny Diaz made really bad decisions that led to losses. However, the last three games, Manny Diaz has gutted out games and found a way to win. Florida State's the opposite. Florida State was really poor at the beginning of the year. Then they played three games in a row where they looked like an actual team. Sadly, the last two games they've been down. So both these teams being around 500, no one being ranked, and both coaches, a lot of people are questioning. It's felt down here where everyone's Miami. So they're excited, but I feel like they're scared to be excited because they, they don't want Manny Diaz doing the out golden where he wins just enough to stick around.
0: It's like describing uh, literally a hurricane, uh, you know, <laughs> when uh, some little blip comes on the radar off the uh, coast of Cape Horn there. Uh, pigeon is taking a dump or something and they say well you know what there's a chance of development but right now it's highly unorganized exactly that's how i would characterize the uh, hurricanes fan base it's been that way i mean uh things begin to dissipate when uh, you haven't been that good yep. over the last 20 years the Seminole fans i, I think have a stronger sense of yeah. loyalty uh, and uh, it's a different situation there. I, I don't know if it's because a lot of people – well, a lot of people just end up staying there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're from South Florida, they stay there become like official hillbillies. They end up, uh, you know, living on the white sands there at uh, Pensacola. There but, uh, all right, so who do you like in the game there, right? I mean, obviously you have to root for Florida
1: State. I, I usually – when I'm, I don't think my team will win, I'll be more quiet. I, I don't – I think Florida State's going to win. I think being at home, Jordan Travis is a really good runner, and the Florida State has one of the best rushing attacks in college football, and Miami's defense is sort of eh. And I think Florida State will be able to control the clock, control the ball, and they'll finally have a really good crowd at Doak. I think FSU wins. I think it's going to be close. But... I feel like FSU wins this game by a field goal to a touchdown. I don't know if we're doing the score thing. I think that's yeah, a little uh, weird.
0: 51-7 hurricane. Yeah, exactly. 51-7. There, there you go. <laughs> hey, I mean, there may be some confusion uh, as to uh, where we stand on that ball game. But uh, there's no confusion uh, if you deal with HST insurance. Nice. Uh, there are a lot of issues out there, right? I oh mean, you see in commercials. I mean, is this an HMO? Yeah, I exactly. don't know. <laughs> uh, what is this going to do? I can really go to the dentist and use my uh, Medicare? Exactly. <laughs> you want answers when it comes to this stuff. Uh, at HST insurance, they understand how confusing this time can be, and it can also help you navigate your options as well, whether you're looking for yourself, uh, an insurance policy, or your entire family, or a member of the family, a friend, uh, whatever. Whatever it is, uh, we have a plan for you at HST Insurance. Our trusted advisors can find a plan that meets your needs and that takes into account everything. Like, uh, hey, I'm a little short, Lou. No problem, man. They can take care of you. And uh, it's very important because if something should happen, God forbid, you trip over a tennis ball, break an ankle. Exactly. Bingo. You need insurance. Call today, 855 282 8022. 855 282 8022. HST Insurance. They understand what your needs are and they can take care of you in fine fashion. 855 855- 282 282 8022. Well,
1: speaking of finding things, again, if you want to find us and you're liking what you're hearing here on the Believe Podcast Network, check us out Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. live. We live stream video and audio. ionchannel.com E-Y-E-O-N-Channel.com slash the dash defo dash show. And if you want to hear us, and you're driving around, you want to pop us in there, Defo and Luby, L-U-B-I-E dot com slash live. And that's every single day of the week. And they also are great. They archive it. So if you do miss the shows, you can just go right there now, ianchannel.com, and check out all of the stuff we've been doing with them.
0: I want to play cramps with uh, Jack and Amy of Ion Channel because if they're willing to roll the dice on this and what we're doing on Ion Channel, man, they, they got to be tremendous shooters uh, just uh, shooting with a lot of confidence and or uh, without fear, that's for sure. All right, uh, well, we'll catch you Monday with another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. For Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. Stick with us, and we'll see you next time on the Believe Podcast Networks.